0: Be going a little bit more, all right. You're open. <laughs> you're on three, two. Uh,
1: hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. Brett made me laugh really, really hard right before he, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to get psyched. And I 100% thing. knew he was gonna click play right as I, I was losing whenever you did. Yeah.
0: So, um, that's how you know that Megan's <laughs> it's, it's her turn to open is when I do like a weird cold open and it's not like the normal, whatever.
1: It's uh, yeah, good. he did some. Real impressive deep breaths right before we started. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I was practicing giving birth. Yeah. It was like a Lamaz yeah. class. No, it in wasn't here.
1: that. It was like hyperventilation breaths. Well,
0: like trying to anyway. get psyched. It's you yeah. Know, <laughs> it's like, the it's, afternoon lol. And then I, he
1: said, I didn't drink enough coffee today. Well, I got up early. <laughs> I went
0: and played basketball this morning. Ooh, I know, starting that good. again? Yeah. Well, yeah, I did I did uh, last week and then this week. Okay. Okay. But it's uh, it is hard because Sundays now our call time got earlier mm-hmm. when we switched the times up. So, um, my Sundays start early, and now my Mondays start early, so about this time on Monday afternoon, <laughs> if I haven't had like multiple cups of coffee, then you it's- do
1: realize you're talking to someone who's like have to engage with students time starts at 7 yeah, every
0: single day i know it and then you come straight and then I come here straight, here, straight here
1: so my mondays are literally like 12 hour yeah. days and but
0: you've been talking all day which is always fun to become come here because that happened yesterday i get home from church and then football's on right so we're yeah. watching football and doing all this stuff and then kylie afterwards like hey can we just like I, we're just gonna like do like a family dinner we're gonna like do a family hot tub and we're just gonna talk we're just gonna and in my mind i'm like i've been talking all day <laughs> <laughs> but not to her, so you yeah. know you uh-huh. gotta you yeah. gotta rally. Yeah. So we're rallying, we're doing this thing. <laughs> How was your weekend, uh, Megan?
1: It was pretty okay. Yeah, yeah. i was just recovering from my root canal on Wednesday.
0: Oh yuck!
1: Did I tell you about that?
0: Uh, no, oh. you didn't. You didn't even tell. I don't think the podcast about uh-uh. it. Uh-uh.
1: Well, last Monday, I, I was out. honestly having some pretty serious tooth pain while recording the podcast. Lame. I don't know if you noticed, I like was holding my face a couple times. I
0: thought you were storing food for later. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had had some uh, <laughs> acorns for lunch, and were keeping them
1: nope. tucked away for I winter. No, I was
0: having excruciating tooth pain pretty much Monday through... Kylie has one Friday. Well, s- scheduled to have one Friday, and then we just found out it got bumped a little bit. So... Because she's got a little abscess stuff thing going uh, on. Well,
1: mine was... It was, like, yep. very immediate pain, like, pretty much constantly. Um, so I... But my dentist has weird hours. And so anyway, on Wednesday, I called the dentist and I was like, I need to get in as soon as possible. (laughs) And they were like, okay, great. We can fit you in this afternoon. And then he was like, yeah, you probably need a root canal. Here's your referral. And I was like, sounds great. That's really what I wanted from you. Yeah. And then I called the like... In the dentist office, and I was like, "Here's the deal. I need an appointment as soon as possible." And they were like, "Can you come right now?" And I said,
0: "No yes. way. Are you serious?" Yeah, because they usually. Are you willing to tell us who you go to? This is great. <laughs> this is good for people. I mean, well, really we love our dentist. Yeah. Moving, so but-
1: my dentist is Randy Blair. Okay. Um, and he has a couple different. He works out of a couple different practices depending on the type of. That's I think it's, crazy. like, depending on his insurance, the
0: type of insurance he is covering That's at like the time. That's, not something that happens in the medical field in general. I know, not I've noticed that
1: dentistry often has... Um, well,
0: because there is no pain like dental pain. Yeah. I'll tell you that. And
1: I know, like, uh, specifically the endodontist. And then I went to Advanced Endodontic Care, which they have a beautiful office yeah. right on the Columbia River, like, on How do Columbia they Park they make trio? all their money? because <laughs> they do root canals all cheek. day <laughs> I know. um and i said something to the dental assistant i was like thanks for fitting me and she's like oh we stopped scheduling like at a certain point before we know the end of our day is to like fit in people smart last minute yeah um and i think because i called and i was like i'm having active tooth pain i it's, it's i'm struggling to eat and i don't sleep very well right now yeah. they're like great come on in and I don't know. There's no, like, There's it's never a little a good weird. Time.
0: There's never a good time. You're never like, I've been planning this. This is great. Yeah. Dental stuff is, like, always. Stupid. Yeah.
1: Well, and I, like, I was literally sitting in the waiting room like, yes, I'm about to get a root canal. Like, that's how bad it was. <laughs> wow. I was so excited about this root canal I was yeah. about to get. So, um, yeah, a lot better. Good. <laughs> I ate, like, a carrot today for, like, a raw carrot today for the first time. Look at you. In over a week. And I was like, Ugh. this is so exciting. Life begins. I know. <laughs>
0: Crazy, crazy. Uh, Good. So,
1: yeah.
0: Uh my weekend uh was great also.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um we I'll give you I'm gonna give you a coacher's corner update in oh, just a yes. second. But before we do, I want you to know that you specifically have been influencing our household <laughs> over the weekend uh multiple times and, and even since including up to this morning. I have found little notes left from our, our daughter, our second youngest daughter. So Jovi. <laughs> She's <laughs> yeah. eight, almost nine. <laughs>
1: That makes it sound like you have a daughter younger than her.
0: Well, no, a second youngest. London's older than her. I
1: I know. It ain't me. Just go. Uh, You only have two daughters. So the second youngest one is also the the youngest daughter.
0: The youngest daughter. (laughs) Okay, Yeah, whatever. Okay. Okay. and it ha- it, it's positive messages about cats <laughs> all over our house. Like, I have
1: told her regularly. Little subliminal like, just messages. Start
0: that I think she's hoping that I'll just wake up and be like, you know what this house needs is a cat
1: friend I think if you got the right cat you would actually
0: really I, enjoy I cats. grew up with a cat I love cats are you kidding me I do Also you uh, have a dog and a turtle we I don't know, need a cat we're also, not a
1: zoo Your your dog I is cat I sound like I'm talking to my cat-like. daughter right now Yeah your dog yes, is very cat like Our dog
0: is very cat like yeah. <laughs> we don't need another cat Honestly, dog Honestly
1: your cat your dog is more cat like sometimes than my dog what does it say? I love cats. Kittens are amazing. Cool cats.
0: Yeah, I'm showing her a picture of these little it looks like, like fortune cookies.
1: Yeah, they look like fortune cookie and strips. There was one that was
0: on my sink in my bathroom. <laughs> there was one that was on my bedstand. They're just all over the place. I love They're it. written in her little yep. uh cat scratch handwriting yep. uh, with like a black Sharpie marker. <laughs> and kittens are amazing. I love cats, cool cats. <laughs> Like, like I'm just gonna like, you know, all of a sudden wake up and be like, you know what, know. this house needs. Anyways, yeah, uh, it's uh, been, you never
1: know. She might campaign. It's been long very, enough.
0: it's been very creative. Yeah. I think she's hoping that we'll be like, oh, Jovi, that's so cute. You're so cute. Here's a cat. <laughs> and uh Jovi, if you're listening, that is not happening. <laughs> Keep so, trying, Jovi. Yeah, Keep exactly. trying. Whatever. You can do whatever you want. All right. Can I do coaches' corner yeah, real let's quick? Hear it. Okay, so uh, as, as if you have not listened to the last couple of weeks of the podcast, I'm coaching my uh, eight uh, year old son's basketball team with my friend Corey, and his son plays on the team too. It's Richland Parks and Rec. It's great. Um, we had our second game on Saturday. And in this game, we once again crushed. Um, <laughs> Even though you're not supposed to keep score, <laughs> we're not. There is this. That's part of the thing that's going to happen, the factor into this story. There is no scoreboard. There's, they sub every four minutes, it's all very programmed out, like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, but all the kids know, like that who's winning. They like, yeah, like who's they have in, in their score. Yeah, like yeah. as our subs are coming off the floor, like one of the kids goes, "We're up by seven, right? Up by seven, right?" And uh, and I'm like, I don't even track anymore. I don't yeah. know. But um, so we have a, I found out. You never know. Like when you go to practices, you haven't seen the other teams. You're going, "Do we have a good team? I don't know. We could be bad. We could be really good. Who knows?" <laughs> Turns out, I think we have a pretty good team. We definitely have. <laughs> Some decent players.
1: Do you have a little bit older team?
0: Like, is uh, no. your skewed
1: more fourth grade or no. more third grade?
0: Mo- more third grade than okay. fourth. We only have like two or three fourth graders. Okay. Um, but we've got a couple of kids who semi know what they're doing, and that just generally helps. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the first time, we've only had two games. That's so not like the big feat. But <laughs> the best player on the court was on the other team. Oh. Uh, but his four teammates were not good. So he was playing He <laughs> played 5 on 5. 5 on 5. Okay. And the ball never left his hands, the the main player's <laughs> hands probably ever, which is, you know, Whatever my team passes the ball, Megan. Yeah, we are that's sharers. what is supposed to happen. And we scored a lot more than they See, did. See, because when
1: you only have one player ever yes. have the
0: ball, it's really easy to guard. yes that. thank you. <laughs> clearly. clearly, clearly, you get it. You get it. I played basketball. So, anyways, it was fun. He was he was really good. The, the other uh-huh. kid was very very good, and he was making shots and stealing the ball. Lots of steals and and, and whatever. And, uh, and, but the kids, I mean, it was again, clear, we'd been playing for several minutes. We were up by, I don't know how many, a mm-hmm. lot, a lot. And, uh, he got like three steals in a row and was going down the court and got a steal and then ran it back. Well, he got a steal cause Grayson was guarding him. I put Grayson on him at one point, <laughs> which, um, Grayson at one point got a steal from him uh-huh. and then ran the opposite direction. Towards their hoop instead oh of gosh. ours, and I'm screaming at him like, no, 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 not my kid, jeez, oh Pete. So, anyways, uh so anyways, he gets a steal. The other guy, the other kid uh-huh. on the other team, and goes down and gets a layup basket, and then like comes, gets down and does this like flex thing, yeah, uh-huh. like a like a Russell Westbrook just dunked it on yeah, somebody uh-huh. or just went through the lane or something, and just goes, ah, yeah, right. And there was like a large part of me that just wanted to say scoreboard out really far out loud, but I didn't. I held it in, Megan. You'd been proud of me. I, I, said, I hope so.
1: Because um, I said, good "You're job, an buddy.
0: adult." I said, "Good job, buddy." And he's
1: a child. I know.
0: <laughs> well, it's third grade, probably fourth grade. Let's be honest. And, he's still uh, a child. He did. He did very good, but I did want to let him know <laughs> we won by like twenty. So. It was great. Oh, a lot of fun. Brent. Super fun. It's been great. Can't complain at all. We have practice again tonight. It'll be great. Mm, uh, all right. We also, let's, let's get to like the real why we're here, here. Isn't this why actually why we're here, is here though? Yeah, is it's for we get to, to listen it to eventually. Talking, like. Say something interesting as this podcast that follows up from our talks from yes. Sunday. And on Sunday, we kicked off a brand new series called Live No Lies. We spent some time looking at Matthew chapter eight. We talked about how. Um, you know in in the ancient sort of uh, fathers there there was a, a the three enemies of the soul uh, w- was the devil, the flesh, and the world and Guard us, O oh Lord, from these these three deceptions and deception was the was the big issue, but deception comes at us from a couple of different fronts, um, and we said it 's from uh, these de- deceptive ideas uh, that lead to disordered desires, and then unquestioned assumptions about how we kind of go off in life and that is kind of the rabbit hole, the downward spiral, if you will. Of one leading on the other, and so it was kind of an entry point into the series. Uh, we talked about a little bit of uh, uh, options in terms of uh, origin of the devil or diabolos in the uh, in the Greek there for that for Jesus' discussion of it, um, and just his kind of con- one of the uh, more infamous confrontations, one of my favorite ones because um, you see a little bit of sass coming from the Pharisees in their comments about. Um, Jesus's uh, family background Mm -hmm. and then Jesus kind of ignoring it and really calling them sons of the devil instead. Mm And, and uh, I don't, know. it's really, really good. And then kind of posing the question, if this is true for some of them, what is, how is it true for us too? when we read this, what's our, what's our role in this? And, and where do we, where do we find ourselves or perhaps even not even see ourselves Mm -hmm. believing things that are, that are lies, that are deceptive ideas leading to disordered desires for us. So anyways, uh, that was the context of it. There was one part that I took out uh, that I thought was kind of an interesting thing, um, but it just didn't for sake of time. And this is a good podcast to kind of incorporate that. Um, When Jesus says, um, you are the son of... I did that whole... I talked about the father-son metaphor and the dynamic of what he's trying to say with all of that. In one of the Old Testament manuscripts... Now. A little, like a little bit of deep history or deep—I don't know, whatever—on this. Um, when we, when you take and go home and have a Bible, or or go to the store, Amazon today and buy a Bible, you're getting an authorized version from some group of te- Old Testament, New Testament scholars who said this is our interpretation of what the texts say. Okay. Mm. Um, and so, both with the new and the old, the Old Testament, what you'll find is uh, if you dig deep, a lot of different. Sort of manuscripts or full versions of an Old Testament um, that kind of came into play. So you've got the Alexandria Canon, you've got the the, the different lots of different st- uh, spots, and then in the New Testament, it's a less of a collected canon of of scriptures and more individual letters. And so the sources are are far more there, there's there's more options, more more things, and there's a little bit more uh, in not inconsistency, but just variability. I mm-hmm. should say variability mm-hmm. in those. Um, so with the old Testament, um, you've got just basically a handful of kind of options to choose from. And in one of those manuscripts, uh, the word there is not, you are the son of the devil, but has been inserted as the son of Cain. Cain is your father. Mm -hmm. Cain being the brother of Abel Mm -hmm. who, um, killed, uh, his brother, the first murder recorded in, in scripture, Genesis chapter five, six, something like that. Um, and, uh, and immediately is confronted by God and says, where's your brother? And he's going, I, I have no idea. Like the first, <laughs> like the first deception really, I mean, like Eve was deceived. She was the recipient of a re- reception, but she, she kind of human initiated deception towards God mm-hmm. of going, who am I? I'm not my brother's keeper. I, I'm not responsible for him. I have no idea what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And just watching that sort of him even believing his own lie and then being Excommunicated out uh, east of east of Eden into the land of Nod area, um, and uh, which is the John Steinbeck novel. That's why it's uh-huh. like the frustration of the world and and all of that. And you're going to be subjected to frustration and him going, "I don't deserve it, any of this." Like and, and really in his own mind, going, "This is aggressive. I I don't know. I I don't I don't deserve this. This is going to be too hard for me. People are just going to kill me, you know." And so then God has to like place a blessing over his life or a, a curse against anybody who's bringing harm. Anyways, um. So that that was the that was one of the uh, options for them, and one of the reasons I kind of have this a little bit of a freedom or mention a freedom in saying this isn't really Jesus trying to explain the origins of the devil in this scenario. He's he's talking about it as an assumption, sure, um, but you can see even even in the the, the context in which he pulls it from, uh, that this is uh, for them a lot of a lot of times it's saying this is Cain, this is you're the father of Cain in this way. So, anyways, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting, fun. What did yeah. what what's, what's that to you? <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: No, I mean, that was interesting. I was trying to, like, process it all because I haven't heard it either. So that was me, like, trying to process yeah. it a little bit and, like, follow along because, you know, you talk fast. Um, I think for me, one thing I was thinking about when you were talking is because you talk about uh, being, like, the lies from the world and, like, that dynamic of being held apart from and outside of. Um, And I think that that it's really easy for us to hear that and read that and think that we are some sort of minority group that's being persecuted. Um, And that's just really not the case in America. And um, like Christian culture is American culture in many, many, many ways. Um, There are obviously ways that it isn't. And there are ways that you should hold yourself outside of that culture. And there are lies that come from the world that you need to hold yourself apart from. But I think there's a real temptation to say, oh, we're, you know, we're being persecuted. We are um, all these things. And that's really just not the case at all. And um, it's important to remember that. Like, like if you, particularly if you are a white Christian in, in America, like you are not being persecuted in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Like your life is. What American culture is like? Did American
0: j- culture is your life. Did you get a read a chance to read my actual notes? I did
1: read through them. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so
0: in my notes, I actually had a comment in there about because and I, and I put it in there trying to decide if I was going to say it or not. Mm-hmm. But like, hey, if you think that this is me saying a veiled attempt at like the anti-vax, like you've got to take a stand. Like this is this is you're living in exile. It feels mm-hmm. like you're the only one. And I was like, please, please, like. Pause for a minute. Like that's not what this is about. That's that's if you're if you're if that's what you hear when when I'm talking about this, then um you know maybe maybe rethink what it is that I'm trying to say because that's definitely not what I, I'm not trying to be political in any way, shape, or form mm-hmm. in this way. I knew that was a, uh, an error, like a, like a potential for error, um, but I just felt like. If I brought it up, I would probably have to spend some time discussing it. And as I mentioned to you pre service, I had like six pages of notes. Yeah. And I was like trying, like, <laughs> like mad to navigate those yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just didn't feel like I could even. Yeah. And I think that like you did a worms. fine
1: job of say, of like making it pretty clear what you were actually talking about. Um, yeah. But I just, the whole time, I was like, I got to say something about it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it just has to be said, it has to be put out there. Like, that's, this isn't, we are not persecuted. Like, Christians in America are not a persecu- persecuted group. Right. And, it, like, if you have that belief, uh, you really do need to reassess, yeah. like, what, like, where is that idea coming from? Like, because that's a lie, too. Yeah. Like, you are being lied to by someone. Yeah. If you think that, like, if you think that is happening in this country, like, you need to assess where that is coming from as well. Um, because the truth is it's like, I mean, at least from my perspective, that is not the case. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you go, well, who's lying to me? Why would they be lying to me? Yeah. And and a lot of times there's fear in there. And, and well, why are they leveraging fear? Cause they're probably trying to sell you something on some idea. Like they, they want you to believe in what they believe or buy their product mm-hmm. or do their thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's a big, oftentimes a big selling point on that. And That definitely was not the point that I'm trying to make of, of you're going to feel persecuted. You're going to feel sometimes when you decide, I know that this is what's right for me based on my conviction of what God is calling me to do. And everyone else, not everyone, but a lot of people around you are going, that's not the same conviction that I have. You're going to sometimes say, okay, well, uh, am I wrong in this? Or is this, Is this? Um, I, I, I don't feel, maybe I, maybe I just need to go with the flow and do, the, do this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that, there's there's definitely a a I think a a spot where you can say um, just because everybody is doing this certain thing doesn't mean that it's, it's necessarily right now. Yeah. there's some that, weight behind that a lot of times. Yeah, so, and that
1: can go a lot of ways too. Like yeah, your whole church community could be doing something, and you're like, I just don't think that's what I'm being asked to do. Yeah, and and that's like it's okay to take a moment and evaluate and yes. assess and like feel outside of whatever community you're in yeah. if you're being called in a different direction. And and it could be perceived as bad, right, from that community that you're stepping aside from. But if you really genuinely feel that that is the call you've been called to, yep. like it's okay to take those steps. But you should, like, I mean, if really trusted people are like, this isn't healthy, then, yes. like, then take a moment and, and that's assess. That's the hard part, right? right? Like, Cause,
0: yeah, because yeah, you can't leverage that scenario against everything well no, I, no, no. I, you know because yeah. you, you you have to balance that with it all i'm saying is is if it's if it's against then you've got to there's that requires so much attention so much wisdom that's beyond just yourself it's not just saying i set my own rules i'll do my own thing you know screw everybody else but it, it's very much a, a sense of um i have a tendency and i am prone to believe narratives that either i create for myself or i allow other people to create for me and I really need to be aware that that's happening. As much as, as much as I operate and think about this with conviction, I also recognize that that's a part of my – that's a part of human makeup. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's part of, I think, fallen sinful human nature that we, that we become, you know, more inclined to think like that. So yeah. anyways.
1: Yeah, and I think it's just a real invitation to, like, evaluate. Like, is this a lie I'm telling myself? Is this a lie I'm letting the world tell me? Like, is this a lie I'm letting my church community tell me? Is this yeah. a, like, where is the lie coming from? And like, how is it impacting me? And oh, maybe it isn't. Maybe I need to reevaluate like what's happening inside of myself. And um, I think like that, it's just like an invitation to question. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
0: Yep. I love it. That was it. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Uh, let's jump into our something interesting. You opened, I sure did. So I'm required to go first. However, <laughs> I'm willing to defer because I think I jumped the gun last. You did week.
1: well because it transitioned better.
0: It did transition better. Yeah. So no, you can go first. Okay, all cool. right, then I will go first. Yeah. Um, when I show you this, um, have you have you played? Nope. Do you know what this is?
1: I am aware of it. Yes. This is
0: called Wordle. Yep, we showed a video about this uh, two Sundays ago. So that maybe that f- that funny intro video went right over your head. Um, I don't watch on this.
1: the videos because r- remember oh, how right. I do You're other like things working on Sundays? And stuff.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. someday, someday, <laughs> someday, Megan, someday soon. So Wordle is a fun new little game that's out there. I'm, I'm not going to explain how it yeah. all works because I'm sure most people probably yeah. Eric explained it before. to me. So yes. I'm
1: aware of how it
0: works. Guessing a five letter word. Um, the big story behind it is that this dude just created it. He lives out a. Uh, his name is... Hang on just one second. Uh, Josh Wardle is his name. Oh! So he created the game and then called it Wordle. He's a software engineer in Brooklyn. And today, today, about an hour ago... I'm, this is recording on a Monday, so you're going to see this on... Uh, you listen to this on Wednesday or so. Mm-hmm. But on Monday... Um, he was bought out by the New York Times oh. for a an undisclosed fig- amount, but Ooh. somewhere in the low seven figures.
1: Oh my god! For a
0: project that he worked on in like his home on the side, as just kind of a fun <laughs> little what to do or whatever. Yeah. So pretty crazy. Um, It says that the company said the game New York Times would initially remain free to new and existing players Mm -hmm. because that's been the thing. It's been like this sensation that you go and every day is a new word and then you post. It's kind of like this bragging thing. You'd be uh like, I got it in three. Would you get it in? And I've been bragging Uh with Eric and I've been winning. So that's good. (laughs) Um, So that will continue. Um, And uh, here's what's uh, interesting about it. It first appeared on a No Frills ad free website in October. It literally looks like um, like a crappy website, any anybody could. In fact, the first time I went onto it, I'm like, I think I got the wrong one because this yeah. is not the one everybody's <laughs> going to. There's no huh? way it could be. Um, huh? It had 90 users, nine zero on November first. November first. That's
1: only like two months. Three months ago. Yes,
0: that number grew to three hundred thousand by the middle of this month, and now millions play the game daily, according to the Times announcement. Um. Yeah, they bought it because they feel like New York Times games are a key part of their strategy for adding yep. subscriptions. Their mm-hmm. journalism wing, I don't know if you know this, but like online journalism, is. they threw up a paywall in 2011, yep. and it's been tough getting subscribers to be able to pay money to go mm-hmm. access things like that. Um. And so they've been kind of working on their games app and their crossword app and mm-hmm. their um, cooking app to try and add some things on there. Yeah. And it's a, bu- it's a bonus for me because as I've mentioned before to you, I am a New York Times games subscriber because my yeah. wife and I do their crosswords all the nice, time and we nice. love it. So, um there you go. Um cool. Check out Wordle Wordle. And go to you're going to have to find it at New York Times. I don't know when the effective immediately, you know, goes into goes into play, but at some point <laughs> it won't be on his crappy website anymore, it'll be on something <laughs> different.
1: Uh that's cool. Um, are you done?
0: I'm done. Go okay. For
1: it. Um, so I listened to a story today about some hippopotamus in Colombia. So there is a drug lord in Colombia named Pablo Escobar and he was like Oh, he's uh, not there anymore. Though. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, it's part of the story. And he okay. is like a infamous drug lord who was killed in 1995 or 93 or something like that. Um, But before he was um, killed, he amassed a, like, private zoo in Colombia that included, like, zebras and giraffes and um, a lot of those things and four hippopotamus, um, which is a pretty bold, like, private animal ownership situation because hippos are very aggressive and really hard to keep. Um, So when he died, they relocated most of his zoo But no one wanted to deal with the hippos, so they just left them. And they're like, oh, they'll probably die. It'll be okay. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, turns out the hippos kind of escaped, and they love Columbia. And um, there are now over 100 hippos. Good. That's great. Well... Except for, like, there's... They're
0: super dangerous for humans, right? Well, yeah.
1: So, there are some other, like, ecological impacts that are in debate about whether or not it's good that they're there. But they don't have any natural predators like they do in Africa. Sure. And so, there's nothing killing these babies. So, there's just all these baby hippos. They, like, you know, there's a ton of hippos now there. Um, And they're at the point now where their population is just going to start really exploding. So um, some ecologists in Colombia are really worried about it because they are impacting native species. And um, there's a debate about whether or not that's good and what that does. Um, and so they are, they are like castrating or like, neutering and sterilizing, staying, sterilizing, the hippos, sterilizing yeah. the hippos with like an operation, but they're also doing like blow dart contraception onto the hippos. Totally. So they like dart them with a contraception to like try and stop them from having babies. Um, and so, you know, there, there's other like things they're maybe trying to do, see if they can get into zoos or back to Africa or whatever. And then there's some groups who really, who like want to keep the hippos there who um, think that they are, like, adding to the ecosystem. Um, But they are really dangerous. Like, in Africa, like, hippos kill more people than almost any other animal.
0: How appropriate for a cartel drug lord named Pablo (laughs) Escobar, who looks like a guy who would sell you insurance or a car. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. He does not look dangerous, but was (laughs) immensely dangerous. Yeah. And hippos... Don't look dangerous yep. when you see them, but are immensely yeah. dangerous, and
1: apparently, when they first when he they first like killed him and were like moving on the animals, they called them cocaine hippos. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure if that's cause they thought they did cocaine or if it was because they were bought with nah, cocaine money. He,
0: he was the father he was the cocaine, yeah, father is yeah, what yeah, they called him. so that's what I figured. Yeah. But
1: anyway, so yeah, These, I thought
0: that's why they're expanding so much. They're just super high <laughs> on cocaine and going for
1: it. it. But I thought that was really interesting. So
0: Cocaine Hippos was the name of a, a documentary. I'm I'm reading this as oh, you're talking okay. Are about. Are you on this.
1: Wikipedia yeah. about Pablo Escobar? Yep. Uh
0: yeah. and uh by National Geographic they made a documentary called Cocaine Hippos. Yeah, so, which
1: I'm sure is about that process. That's but crazy. I thought it was really interesting. That is very interesting. So, yeah there you go there you go world. i've heard
0: that the dangerous part about those things if i remember correctly is not that they i mean they could kill you obviously but they're aggressive and then they just drag you under and then yes. they just drown you. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: and they like they're impacting fisheries so like they're eating all these fish so fishermen are having trouble but also fishermen can't fish where they used to because they have all these hippos that they have to worry about who can overturn your boat and um and like they're killing you because they want to eat you they're killing you because they're very territorial um, and very aggressive about that and protective about their territory. And so um, they just, like, that's why they are killing people. But, yeah, in Africa, if you're like, what's the number one killer of humans, hippos are, like, top three.
0: Yeah. So. That's wild. Yeah. Cocaine hippos. Yeah. We found our title for (laughs) today. I promise you that. Good one, Megan. Uh, We got some good ones today, guys. (laughs) It's awesome. Way to go. Way to go, us. Team us. <laughs> All right. The only thing we have to promo is uh, we, our community marketplace is wide open. We've got a bunch of different group options on there, ranging from poker nights to pub theology to film and theology to wear love opportunities. And one of those things is happening on the evening. If you're listening to this the day that it drops, it's probably Wednesday? happening tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, We're calling it Dwell, which is basically like on the first Wednesday of every month, we're opening up the theater for a little prayer time. I spent some time uh, earlier today putting together a playlist of some awesome, great worship music and like a little prayer kind of card thing to kind of work through and Uh, Anyways, uh, I would love to have you come out. You don't have to sign up or promise to come every month. It's just whenever you're available and uh, able to make it happen. Uh, So from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. in the main theater on Wednesday night and every first Wednesday in 2022 moving forward beyond that. Check that out. And if that group doesn't fit your style, I bet there is uh, one that probably better does. Uh, So go to the community marketplace at EastLakeTriCities.com slash marketplace. Find one that works for you. They're all free. And would love to have you join. Mm-hmm. So some good ones on there. Yeah. All right. I think that's gonna do it.
1: Yeah. Anything bye. else? No, I'm good.
0: Have a great week, everybody. Bye, we'll everyone. see you next week.